This episode of the ABZ Football Podcast is sponsored by Siberia Bar and Hotel on Bellman Street, Aberdeen. Located only 30 seconds walk away from the nearest bus stop, taking supporters to Pataudry for free on match days. Siberia Bar and Hotel is open seven days a week, all year round, and get fired in with our exclusive discounts. Head to the bar and quote the phrase ABZ Pod, that's ABZ Pod, for a £3 pound of Foster's, a £4 for a pint of Moretti or Dark Fruits, or £5 for a pint of Fierce or a Daiquiri any day of the week, including match days. Come on, you Reds. Red slight of foot there. Hello there, welcome back to another mini episode of the ABZ Football Podcast. And if it's a mini, well, by now you know what that means. Yes, the Dons have dipped their toes into the transfer market once again, this time announcing the signing of New Zealand international James McGarry from Australian A-League side, the Central Coast Mariners. Now, before we get on to talking about our new New Zealand international, it would be remiss not to mention that the long-trailed, long-speculated departure of Ilbo Ramadani from these shores to Syria has been confirmed by the club. Uh, recording this on August the 4th, uh, around about lunchtime, the Aberdeen social media team announced that this is uh, Ilbo's departure has been confirmed for undisclosed fee to to the aforementioned Syria side. By all accounts, the reporting, the word going around is that the transfer fee is likely in the region of £1 million with a 10% sell-on. Um, but as always, the club are keeping their cards pretty close to their chest as far as what exactly we have received for Ilber. Um, You know, you maybe didn't expect it would be me that would be bringing you this news, but Gary right now is in a dark room just trying simply to process the, the loss of Ilber Abadani. I've said on more than one occasion that I've been concerned with elements of Ilber's game, but um, I've never once tried to make out anything other than the fact that Ilber gave his absolute all for the team, uh, bought into the club, and for someone who is from Albania, had played the bulk of his football in Eastern Europe, probably couldn't have pointed out Aberdeen on a map prior to, to signing on the dotted line. Um, the way that he embodied such passion for the team... It was it was certainly very heartwarming, and I think the three of us would just simply wish Ilber the best um, in Syria and thank him for his time. We'll talk about this, I'm sure, in greater depth in the in the next main episode of the show. I believe Gary is probably typing up a one hour forty minute tribute, so strap yourself in for that. But yeah, Ilber Ramadani confirmation that he will be departing Aberdeen for Lecce in Syria and once more we wish him all the best. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Magari at 25 years old will become the second Kiwi to have played for the famous joining Rory Fallon in that illustrious list. 
McGarry also helpfully holding Irish citizenship, ensuring a smoother visa work permit process than perhaps some of our more recent signings, Boyan Miofsky or Slobodan Rubicic, for example. Everything done and dusted on this one, the player just waiting down under until the birth of his child, which is due to be imminent. A player with a career very much on an upwards trajectory, starting his career with Wellington Phoenix in his native New Zealand, before a two-year spell in Holland with Willem II, returning back to Wellington in October 2020 before making the switch to fellow A-League side Newcastle United Jets in July 2022, where he made 11 appearances prior to a switch to Central Coast Mariners in February of this year, initially on a six-month loan spell which was quickly upgraded to a two-year permanent contract. McGarry made 14 appearances for the Manors as they went on an unreal run towards the back end of the season, going on to eventually lift the A-League title, McGarry scoring three goals in that run. Predominantly utilised as a left-back for the Manners, but a player with real attacking intent. He has been capped once by New Zealand back in November 2019. McGarry then becomes the latest A-League player to make the move to Scotland, following in the footsteps of the likes of Kyle Rowles, Nathaniel Atkinson, Cammy Devlin at Hearts, and perhaps, well, no real perhaps about it, less successfully, Mark Bidigitti, who of course was at Dundee United last season. But as always, what do we really know about James McGarry? Well, probably about as much as you, but in order to get the lowdown on our latest acquisition, Gary caught up with Pete Pryor from the Coast Football Ramble podcast to bring us his thoughts on our new signing. Pete Pryor, welcome along to the ABZ Football Podcast. How's it going, mate? Oh, absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on. It's going well. It's uh, Friday night here in uh, on the sunny central coast. And uh, yeah, things are, things are going along swimmingly. Good, good. Well, like I say thanks for taking the time to join us on your Friday evening, all the way, as you say, from the central coast of Australia to talk about Aberdeen's latest recruit, James McGarry, of course, who's joining us from the current A-League champions, the Central Coast Mariners. So, Pete, I guess let's just first things first, before we get into talking about McGarry in a bit more detail, he obviously only joined the Mariners in February um, this year, signed a two-year deal when he joined from the Newcastle United Jets, made 14 appearances last season as the Mariners eventually wanted to win the A-League title. Firstly, just a bit of a surprise for you to see him moving on so soon. This soon, yeah. I, I mean, I know when he came into the club, he had aspirations to get back overseas. He spent some time in the uh, Netherlands previously. Um, but, um, you know, this this always sort of happens. It's our place in the football landscape, really, and especially being a championship-winning club. You know, other other clubs across the world come and sort of pillage your players and, and take uh, take the best um, that they're right to pick. So, I mean, look, it is a surprise in some ways to see him go this soon. Um, but also, by the same token, you know, with the performances that he put in across his short time here, he wholly deserves it. Let's look at him in a little bit more detail then. So he, he seems like a player who's on a real kind of upward trajectory in his career. Um, primarily a left back, but he looks like he does like to spend a lot of his time further up the park. I mean, just as an outline, and we'll get into a little bit more detail on him as we go, but what sort of player do you think that Aberdeen fans can expect to see when he eventually does make the move over to, to Scotland? Yeah, spot on. He um, he is a natural left back, but he is the kind of player that loves to bomb forward. He loves to overlap. Um, can drift inside as well. Uh, very good at driving into the box. Fantastic crosser of the ball. Uh, wicked left foot on him. Um, and um, not a bad right foot either. In fairness, he scored a couple of absolute screamers for us um, in his in his five months here. Um, physically, very strong, very capable um, as well. Um, but uh, yeah, loves loves to get forward, loves to bomb on and, um, and provide that extra man in attack. 
Yeah, I mean, certainly looking at the data which is available for him from last season, he looks like a good pass for the ball. I think he's got over 80% kind of successful pass accuracy last season. That's like short passing. His long pass accuracy is not bad as well. And as we just touched upon, he seems like he's got a good engine on him in terms of getting up and down the line. Yeah, absolutely. When he when he first came in to the side, as you as you mentioned, he came in at the tail end of the January window, um, and he perhaps wasn't quite as fit as he as he could be. He wasn't really getting game time at Newcastle. We actually initially only signed him on a six month contract, um, and that was very very quickly upgraded to a to a two year deal. Um, once uh, once the gaffer obviously saw you know exactly what he could bring to the side, how well he fit into the sheds as well into the dressing rooms. Um, he, he he has got a fantastic engine on him, such a hard worker as well, gets up and down so well. But um, yeah, his, his fitness really improved and grew um, through through the minutes that he got. He came straight into the side. Um, two days after he signed, he, he made his debut here on the coast and um, yeah, pushed our first choice left back, who's been our first choice left back out. Um, you know, he's been our first choice left back for the last two seasons and he's an Australian under-23s rep as well. So yeah, it's no no mean feat to, to do that. But yeah, he's, he's done fantastically. I was going to talk, he only completed 90 minutes, I think, once for Central Coast Mariners mm. last season. Um, a lot of the time he seemed to be withdrawn around the hour mark, um, generally speaking, which made me think, is there a fitness issue there? And I'd seen some feedback from when he's had time with Wellington Phoenix, uh, which is obviously a lot earlier in his career, where there did seem to be some question marks about his fitness levels. Do you think, though, this is maybe just the reason he's been withdrawn after like the hour mark most times is more a symptom of the high-intensity work rate up and down the line rather than a pure fitness issue? I think that's a big part to play. He did have a couple of really minor sort of niggly injury concerns as well. Um, and a couple of the times that he was withdrawn was was purely tactical as well. There was um, times where, where the gaffer, Nick Montgomery, um, had, um, you know, seen that um, Jake and Farrell, who was our other left back, um, still is our left back, um, was maybe more of a tactical man-for-man match for a certain opponent. Looking again then, just again on McGarry, I mean, Looks like a pretty good dribbler of the ball as well. He's got a, a good success rate at beating his man when he's got a, got a hold of the ball. And, and despite not being the tallest, looks like he wins his kind of fair share of aerial duels as well. Um, yeah. Defensively, though, seems to be where I've seen a lot of question marks. Maybe a little bit suspect on the defensive side of his game, potentially. Um, suspects may be a little bit harsh, but, um, there's, there's always, there's always room for improvement, of course. Um, as I say, he's a natural left back, but he's, he's probably more of a wing back in all honesty, or even a left midfielder, um, with, uh, with the attributes that we've, that we've sort of mentioned there. Um, there was, you know, one goal that came, that comes to mind where he could be accused of ball watching, maybe switched off in the box and, and sort of let his man run free and, and score at the back post. Um, but, um, you know, I think pound for pound, um, is, is, you know, one of the, one of the best left backs currently in the country. Okay. Well, that's, it's interesting because I think as well, again, having looked at what I can see from last season, it looks as though the Mariners played primarily with a back four. Um, and it was kind of like, you had kind of almost inverted fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Aberdeen will more likely go with a back three. McGarry will be expected to play as a left wing back, I think more than, more than anything else. That yeah. on all of the metrics I can see about him actually looks as though that might suit him really well. It, there maybe won't be quite so much focus on the defensive work. It will be much more around getting up into the attacking side of the pitch. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's a perfect fit. Like gives me a big smile to hear that he will be playing more of a sort of advanced or wing back role actually. Because I think that just that just suits his game to a T absolutely perfectly. Um, you know, I would have loved to have seen a back three here at the Mariners, um, with with McGarry as a left wing back as well. Um, you know, we may have been eyeing it off for this season, but um yeah, for, for him to be going to Aberdeen in that sort of role will just suit him to the ground. Oh no. I mean, do you think he's got 
the right sort of credentials to make a success of, of a move to Scotland. You touched on earlier on, he had a very brief loan spell with uh, in Holland earlier on in his career, which which didn't seem to kind of work out for him a little bit. And this is one of these situations where you do look at players sometimes and you go, they've spent then the, re- the remainder of their career, you know, he's, he's spent it in New Zealand or, or in Australia. It's a big move, obviously, to come over to Scotland. But do you think he's got the credentials to at least be a success on the field anyway within, within the Scottish game? I definitely think so. And you've seen a big influx of Australian players coming over to the to the cinch over there, of course, with, you know, Kai Rolls, Cammy Devlin at Hearts, um, Nathaniel Atkinson. They've all made, you know, good names for themselves in their in their relatively short stints there so far. I think McGarry's cut from the same cloth as, as those three players and um, you know, in terms of his attributes, he's definitely got everything that he needs to make it over there as well. He's got the mental resilience. He's got the toughness there. Um, you know, he had a bit of a setback in Holland with not getting as much game time as he would have hoped in in the couple of years that he had there. Um, came back and um, really had to sort of rebuild himself. And he's done that quite quickly. Um, yeah. He had a great gaffer here at the coast in, in Nick Montgomery, who, you know, has really sort of reinstilled that sort of belief. Uh, I think that he that he maybe needed to just regrow. Which I think is an interesting point because, you know, we obviously saw, um, you know, someone like Jason Cummings, for example, who really lost his way in, in Scotland, but to quite a significant extent, you know, and seemed to kind of really refine himself in Australia. Um, and you, you wonder how much that was put down to the coaching that went around him and kind of building that kind of belief and building a player back up again. And you've just touched on it there. I mean, we've probably seen mixed levels of success. I think it's probably fair to say coming from the A-League into Scotland in recent years. Like Mark Berigetti is a good example. Was obviously... I think was was he player of the year at the Mariners uh, the season before he moved to United? Um, he, had, yeah, he was. Yeah, had an absolute yeah. nightmare of a season with Dundee United last year. Um, not the only one, it's fair to say. But um, <laughs> but then just you touched on there. You know, we've seen the likes of Hearts of Hearts have exploited the market reasonably well. Uh, Kyle Rules has been maybe a bit up and down, I think, in Scotland. But the two you touched on, Nathaniel Atkinson and Cammy Devlin, have proven to be extremely adept in the league and I look at the, the, the rumour transfer fees that there are in play here for McGarry and I think again this is potentially a good opportunity for a club like Aberdeen to tap this market do you think that this again should be an area that Scottish teams are actually looking more in depth at is the kind of Australian A-League for players who they can maybe pick up on a on a slightly lower transfer value than what you might see comparably in Europe for example yeah I think it's it's, it's a gamble that, um, that clubs in the in the Scottish Prem Really, really have to take. We've we've seen players, um, you know, other players from the Mariners going to the English Championship, the likes of Nectar Triantis, Sammy Silvera, who's gone to Middlesbrough, um, and they've paid, you know, a, a record um, fee for what the Mariners received for Sammy Silvera there as well. And again, these are players that they're gambling on, and already in pre-season, they're they're establishing themselves as as first-team regulars in the in the Championship there. So. Um, I think it's yeah, it's a it's a market that um, Scottish teams can continue to tap into, and there are so many Australian players over here with um, you know uh, uh, Irish or Scottish um, yeah. passports or uh, EU passports there as well. So it makes it a lot easier. I know McGarry's obviously got his Irish passport there, so that makes it a lot easier for him to get his uh, visa sorted out there. Yeah, exactly. And I think that was a massive positive when we saw that the other day. We've we've been have exploited the. Eastern European market in particular quite a lot recently but we've had massive mm. not massive issues but we've had big delays in getting players through the door then because of visas and all that kind of good stuff so when we noticed that McGarry had the Irish pass it was like okay well this ticks a number of boxes and made it a lot easier for him to get in um, obviously we're waiting for him to make the move now until uh, I think he's not going to make the move until his partner's given birth to their to a child which makes a lot of sense and hopefully that uh, yep. all goes well uh, but yeah listen Pete um I won't take up any more of your time. It's just a Friday evening for you. You've got much better things <laughs> doing than talking to us. But we really appreciate the insight into uh, into, into our new signing, James McGarry. Looking forward to seeing how he gets on the season and uh, wishing you and the Mariners all the very best for the remainder of the season. 
Yep, and same to yourselves, especially against Rangers. Um, <laughs> being being a being a Celtic boy myself. Um, yep, um, very much looking forward to seeing um, uh, what uh, what Jimmy can do over there for you guys. And um, yeah, good luck for the season ahead. Perfect, excellent. Thanks, Pete. Thanks again. So there we have it. Are you entertained? I certainly am. That will do us for this mini. Um, as with everything, we just wait to see when the club decide to go ahead and announce this transfer but by all accounts things look like it's just a matter of time a matter of if not when so we look forward to seeing James Bugatti in the red shirt we'll see maybe we'll put this out before the Livingston game maybe we'll be putting this afterwards when we're talking about the beginning of the Dante Bulvada season MVP who am I to say anyway we look forward to seeing you next time don't forget to like, subscribe, whatever you do on your podcast player choice, and we'll see you around. Stand free. This episode of the ABZ Football Podcast was brought to you in association with Siberia Bar and Hotel on Belmont Street, Aberdeen. Head into the bar, quote the phrase ABZ Pod, that's ABZ Pod, for a £3 pint of Foster's, £4 pint of Moretti, or £5 pint of Fierce any day of the week, including match days. Siberia is open seven days a week, all year round, and the bar is located only 30 seconds walk from the nearest bus stop taking supporters to Stadium for free on match days. Come on, you Reds!